Whoa. Got to wipe the dust off this thing a little bit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Papa Don't Preach. First episode of season four. Bennett, how you feeling? Uh, new year, same exhaustion. <laughs> we all feel that. The new, uh, it's what, new new year, new me? That's never the case. No, it's usually the same person that uh, went to bed at, uh, 10, at 10 o'clock unless on the 31st. You, unless you blew off your hand with some fireworks on New that's Year's true. Day. That's true. Yeah. That's why you got, you got to do them before or after. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take all your parts in the new year. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's dark. I don't know why I went there. <laughs> it's good advice, though. Very, very good advice. Just watch out your window. Especially that was the one good thing about L.A. Uh, new Year this year is that it rained. Yes. So there was no fireworks. It was awesome. It was pretty damn chill. <laughs> it was pretty damn chill. It usually sounds like a just a like a war zone. Just nonstop fireworks for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's like the theme of this podcast is complaining about the fireworks near our homes. Yeah. Like I I haven't told anybody where I live, but you can pinpoint where it is if you just wait for a major holiday or uh you know, Dodger game or, <laughs> or, you know, it gets towards graduation season. Yeah. Any, yeah. any type of holiday you'll, you'll know where I live. Just look at the sky. <laughs> um, so what, what has happened for you since we last spoke? It's been a minute, like yeah. talking about new year's right now, right. Because of our hiatus seems like old news. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We're deep into February. Um, it's, you know, nothing that drastic has changed. Like, back yeah. to work, the kids have had a couple of big deals. Like, Miles is doing potty training now. Oh, shit. Uh, he's in a big boy bed now, Ooh. Uh, which are both two big, uh, you know, very involved changes in our life. Dude, <laughs> the potty training stage is not my favorite. I don't wish it upon anybody. A buddy of mine is going through that same thing. Yeah. Rolled up on him yesterday. He's like, yeah, we're doing the the naked and afraid approach. So. That's what we did too. You yeah. just they, they Donald Duck it for like a long weekend. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> we set a timer. These three day weekends are like the perfect weekend to do potty training. Exactly. Yeah, I feel I feel for the parents that have more than one kid though. It is difficult. It, um, especially if one notices that their little sibling is running around naked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, Miles is older, Miro's the younger dude, um, and he's been doing pretty good. You know, I think he just like. Like anybody, like he gets distracted because he's like watching something or playing or like literally like the other day, I think it was, you know, it was yesterday he had an accident because he was eating a popsicle and he didn't want to stop eating a popsicle, <laughs> which is fucking valid. Like, well, you can't set that down, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I remember like my son passing out on the couch, mm -hmm. butt naked, like Donald Duck in it. And I'm like, okay, what do I do in this situation? So I put a little cup over his wiener. Put a towel down under it, just so it didn't projectile onto onto the floor. Like the car, uh, the couch was fine; I just didn't yeah. want to get on the floor. <laughs> and then I just wake up to him, like, "Help me!" I'm like, "Oh no, what happened?" And just like a perfectly circular turd sitting right behind him. And so he like knew like something happened during his sleep. <laughs> and uh, almost every single book and audio book I've listened to is like your first couple days. They're going to hold it because they don't have mm -hmm. their diaper on and then they're going to go to sleep and then it's party time. It's party. <laughs> <laughs> Not every pee-pee is a poo-poo, but every poo-poo is a pee-pee. <laughs> it's true. The, uh, 
like so I've been getting to work another reason I'm exhausted is I've been doing early like getting to work at 5:30 and something to shoot the show I'm working on yuck uh, and it's uh, like a 30 45 minute drive every day so very early so Nat's been doing the kids to daycare every day so she's like you know good day oh we had an accident or whatever uh, and the other day she's like oh you know it was a good morning and then she just sends me a video uh, and she's walking up and Miles um, has like our front doors open has like a little gate in front of it. Uh, and he's just peeing, like just peeing out the front door. He's like, "What's uh, what's going on there, buddy?" He's like, "Just pee peeing." He's like, "You know, we only do that in the bathroom." Hey, I as long as it's not in the house, uh, that's a win. I it, it's you know, I don't know if it was a conscious decision. Was he like, "I gotta pee, let me go outside"? I think it. I think it was a. He likes to see what he what the boundaries are, like to see like <laughs> what it would look like. And I do think maybe Nat was in the bathroom at the time. He didn't want to interrupt her. Or like oh. he, she was changing or something real quick. But yeah, it was like him, no pants, <laughs> peeing out the front door. <laughs> so yeah, we got that going on. It's a hilarious thing to walk into. Yeah. And then the little dude is moving and talking a lot more, which is great. Uh, it's less screaming. Because mm. that was his main communication for like the last six months is just screaming. Jesus. What he doesn't want. So now he's got words. So it's like, use, hey, buddy, use your words. Tell me what you want. <laughs> So the other night he uh like we usually do Friday night pizza, so we don't have to think about cooking anything. Uh so he they had their dinner was done, they were going to bed, and we'd forgotten like he'd left his plate or we'd left his plate on the table and like we're literally putting him in his bed and we pick him up and he's holding a piece of pizza. Just like eating it. And we're like, All right, give it up, dude. And he's like, No <laughs> So it's like him like eating his like sitting in his bed, like bouncing up and down, and that's like, Okay, you can't you if you're gonna eat your pizza in your bed, like don't jump. And so like he, he gets up and then he puts his leg straight and falls on his ass like that and oh, finishes his pizza. Good, so yeah. Great way to choke. Yeah. So then Miles is doing the big boy bed thing. Oof. Last night was uh it was a long night. Because <laughs> the thing is, like, they're very close in age. They're going to be really great when they get older. Like, you know, they're going to be, they're going to have lots of fun. They want to play. Like, that's the thing is, like, I got, you know, I woke him up because Miles started putting toys in Miro's bed. Like, he had gotten out of his big boy bed and was putting toys in Miro's bed. And they were laughing and cutting it up. And I was like, all right, guys, let's cut it out. <laughs> we don't, you know, we don't do this. And then I did it again. Uh, and he had pulled out, like, two dozen diapers and put them in Miro's bed. I was like, all right, guys, like, I'm not yelling at this point. I was like, we got to stop. Like, you can't do this. And he's like, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, we're playing. I was like, okay, we're not playing anymore. It's time to go to bed. Like, you can't, you can't mess with, you know, that's the rules. Like, don't leave the room and don't wake up Miro. Like, you can play, but don't do those two things. Because that, that will wake things. Yeah, that wakes us up. That's those are the two rules. Like, um, so I'm like, all right, fine. Very serious. Put him back in their bed. Like, you know, not even three minutes later, I hear them both losing their shit laughing. Miles <laughs> has crawled into his bed, into Miro's bed, like pushed the chair over, climbed onto it, and, cl and climbed to his crib. And they're both like jumping up and down. And I was like, guys, that <laughs> guys <laughs> this is not happening right now. That's so literally, I just, I put them both in each bed and just left the door open and just watched them like... <laughs> That sucks, but that's kind of awesome that he's like, I'm going to be my little bro. We're going to turn was, up. It was, you know, if I wasn't so pissed, it was very, I mean, in retrospect, it was very sweet, but it was also like, just listen to me, man. Like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> no, like literally it was uh, maybe 90 seconds. He was, he was out of his bed in his brother's bed. I, I will tell you right now, one of my first memories of my mom messing around with us was when she like, uh, I think it was like, it had to be the same week. My sister, my mom was like, okay, my sister's going to sleep in her room and not with the boys in mm -hmm. their room. And my brother and I were like jumping from bed into the crib into the, my bed because it was 
set up into the corner where it was my bed on, on one side, then the crib separated us. And then on the other adjoining corner was my brother's bed. So mm-hmm. I was like, hop into the crib, <laughs> hop back into my bed. And my mom comes in and we're like terrified. She's yeah. like, go to bed, go to bed. And then she picks up the pillow and just launches it at my brother <laughs> throws one at me. I throw it at my mom, leaves the room. We're like, oh shit, we're gonna get whooped. And she comes back in with like five pillows. She's like, ah, everyone's gonna die. And we're just like jumping around. And I don't know if she tried to do it, but like she's like, you guys need to go to bed. We were just kind of like giggling. And you know, I passed out on the side of my bed. My brother like passed out on the floor on another pillow. My mom just like wore us out. Mm-hmm. And that was well played, Mama. That's really well sweet. Played. I'll do that next time. <laughs> I uh, I'm always worried about you know traumatized. Always, it's like I'm always uh, you know I know I'm going to, but I just don't want to. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. So this morning, like he stayed in bed, and so that's the other thing is he was up early. They're always up early as long as you stay. You know, until we have a little um, sound machine thing and it changes sounds. Like it's running water that changed to birds chirping, <laughs> and the light changes when it's time to wake up. So this morning, when he stayed in bed until he, the time went off, and then he ran and gave me a gigantic hug. <laughs> I was like, all right, he's not okay. We're good. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to. Uh, I'm gonna say it's hard, but it's very difficult to traumatize a kid when you have your child's best interest and you're just, you know, going with your instinct. If you're a good dude, yeah. you're a good dude. You got nothing to worry about. You know, I'm not talking about all those SVU motherfuckers out there. I'm <laughs> literally just talking about if you're a good person. Oh, speaking of SVU, uh, Richard Belzer. Detective yeah. Munch passed away. Just got that text. That's a huge bummer. That is a bummer. He, uh, you know, kept a long time stand up for a long, you know, I, long, long I heard. Time. Yep. Uh, stand up in the 80s. He was on the X Files, I believe. Oh. I think I think he was on the X Files. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went to, over to SVU. Great character. Yeah. Fuck, man. Oh, uh, for all you, you uh, SVU heads out there, I feel you. Uh, rest in peace, Detective Munch, Richard Belzer. Missed seventy eight full life. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I'm not sure if uh, he was a comedian in the cocaine years too. So that that's he made it out. Yeah, he made it out. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember his last episode. He wasn't looking too yeah. spry, but you know he was in his seventies. Like mm-hmm. not supposed to be running down motherfucking perps. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he lived like a gentle life. I'm pretty sure he lived, lived a you know lived a harder life. Yeah, I was telling you guys that there's a clip out there of like in the I think in the early eighties mm-hmm. he had a talk show briefly, um, like an Arsenio Hall or one of those type uh-huh. talk shows. And Hogan, Hulk Hogan, and Mr. T were on it uh, yes, promoting WrestleMania. <laughs> so if you look it up, like Richard Belzer, Hulk Hogan. Uh, Hulk Hogan ch- chokes out like I'm sure Richard Belzer's like oh, is wrestling fake or whatever so Hogan's like let me let me put something on your brother he wraps his big you know those 20 you know the 20, pythons 26 inch pythons. pythons around his neck and he's like out like out 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 in like less than you know four or five seconds right to sleep and then Jesus. Hogan like fucking asshole that he is just picks his arms up and just drops him like a sack of shit uh, so I think Belzer like you know sued him and won eventually for that reason rightfully huh? so it's like I, there's like if I, you're gonna I choke get, somebody out and put him out, at least if, put him down. Yeah, gently. you're gonna be like, upright, oh, he's out, he's head. out. You, you know, you do the wave over, yeah. like he's out. I got you, buddy, Richard. Come back. Mm-hmm. If you just like drop your hands, like I didn't do anything except choke him the fuck out. Yeah, no, hands up. Fucking. <laughs> Whoops, he said it was fake. We'll be right fault. back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. What a dick, man. Uh, a lot of crazy shit has gone on since uh, we had our break, our final episode. Yeah, 2023 uh, just won't quit. God damn. You know, we've had like, I think over 70 mass shootings so far. That sounds accurate. Like American shit. It's, Most American shit. 
I mean, it's just like it's like part of the background. It, it's it's so prevalent and nonstop, and it's never. I mean, not. I mean, I just don't because it's not like if we do this one thing, we get. I'd love to try one thing, but we're not going to. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean that that's the main issue is this narrative that we can't do anything about it, so we won't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know what we'll do? We'll pass a Bullet con- uh, Consumption Act. So everyone gets taxed one cent on the dollar yeah. for every bullet they buy. And then, you know, we have a bunch of lobbyists like, no, that's their Second Amendment right. And then it doesn't go anywhere. It's just, it's so, guns are so entangled in the immers- in the American psyche and personality and, like, people's personality. Like, literally, they're you're, th- like, you're threatening someone's way of like way of life and the way they the way they present themselves like I'm a gun guy like I'm a gun guy like that's what I do like what are you trying to do take well, away my guns yeah it's kind of but like we don't learn from our past right? that clip that I sent you of uh the local news like national news getting people's reaction that they're about to ban drinking and driving there's oh, people yeah. like uh-huh. in their cars with a beer and it's like well what's next they're gonna tell me I can't you know, put on my underwear and go to work like this is a slippery yeah. slope. And, and there's literally like a woman like with a kid in the front seat. Like she's she's doing half a dozen things that are illegal today. And she's like, is this going to be turned to communist Russia or whatever? Yeah, it's like got a baby in the yeah. front seat. Like, of her we, oh, we can't be drinking missile. and driving. They're making us wear seat belts. Like that was what she said. Yes, that's <laughs> a, a very, very like, I will I will tell everybody just go look up that clip when you get a chance of just yeah. uh, United States reaction for drinking and driving laws being passed and it's wild and but like you know you get to be a feller can't have one or two beers <laughs> it's off work <laughs> you, you look at like 30 years later we're not it's not even a thought like sometimes like oh you're gonna drink and drive are you insane like we've yeah. gotten that to that point and so you know if somebody's like oh yeah i remember in my day i used to buy guns at gun shows willy-nilly and i could get a fully automatic rifle hopefully in like 50 years we'll look at somebody yeah. Talking about the golden years, be like that's insane, that's insane. Yeah, and you know one of the multifaceted reasons that the people that are in charge of those things don't want it to change, like because they, they get money from gun manufacturers. It's like it's part of that keeps them elected as saying we're going to protect your personality, like your personality is safe with me in the office, like. Yeah. And that's a, it's like one of the stupidest. Like they're gonna come and take your guns. Like if the U.S. <laughs> you, have you you remember Waco? Like yeah. if they, they want to take your guns, guess what? They're gonna take your fucking guns. They're gonna take your fucking guns. There's nothing you can do about. You know it. what? You don't have drone. You don't have a drone. We got a bunch of them. That's like they're gonna our, take your guns if they the want to. We have the biggest military budget <laughs> on the planet for like the last a hundred years. Mm-hmm. So to think that some douchebag with sixty guns and only two hands can fend off the federal government is insane to me. Yeah, and that's an, I mean that's another one of the reasons that because of our military is so uh, gigantic. Like I saw a graph of the day of like U- U.S. military spending combined with the rest of the world, and it's twice you know twice three times as much. Just pales. And like literally, if that if a third of that went to education, we I don't think we'd be in this. No, but that's not what they want. Not like, even that's a not third. What, you know, that's not what honestly that's what either side want. Like if a, if five percent of it went to education, like. Huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. The thing is, like, both sides are completely happy the way it is because they're 100%. making the money they get, they're keeping their asses elected, and that's all they want because that's all they fucking care about. They don't care about tomorrow. They care about what's happening. They care about tomorrow and the fact is that if I'm, if I'm, if it's election coming up. And that's yeah. it. That's on both sides of the aisle. I, I saw this is, I, I saw this uh, clip of one of these conservative pundits trying to drag AOC for complaining about how her, you know, 
six-figure salary isn't really help. Like she's struggling because she's required to live in D.C. and her district yeah. in New York, two of the most expensive places in America, mm-hmm. and she's only making like 170k. And people are like, "The fuck you complaining about?" And you know, she's not like, like people forget like she's not a corrupt politician, so she's no. not taking money from Big Cherry yeah. and like the Tide Corporation. She's getting money from no one, from and, donors. Yeah, she's just like, yeah. I, I have to, she's got like a crazy traveling budget. She has to have mm-hmm. a piece of shit apartment that she, she I guess she used to sell, uh, share with Ilhan Omar. She's got like roommates. <laughs> like she's got like a family and roommates. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's like maybe half a dozen decent politicians Ugh. versus 300, 400, 5,000. <laughs> that that's the thing is you're not going to win. And that's my nihilism corner for the week. Oh my God. If Joe Biden runs again. He is. There's nobody else. Yeah. I, it sucks. How can there be nobody else? The best we can hope for is that Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump uh, tear each other's rubbery throats out. <laughs> oh my God! It, it's that, goose, a, that goose, yeah, new, that goosem runs that Gavin Newsom. Goosem, yeah, goosem. I mean, he at least try, it appears to be giving a shit, even though all the you know half the state wanted him impeached during twenty twenty. <laughs> I, I don't even think it was half the state. It was just a very very small. It was, it was the people that wanted to go outside with their signs. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> which is not that many. I guess I'm like. Why do you want to impeach this dude? Like, we're in a pandemic. Like, who? It's so funny. Like, it's very easy for, like, uh, the right to put in a shit ton of money to start a movement. That means nothing. And motherfuckers will just get behind it. Yeah. No, I mean, the grifters are going to grift. Like, grifters are going to grift. George Santos. Yeah. Oh, that George, that dude. We is have not something. talked he's about like a, this guy. He's a cartoon character at this point. Like, he is hilarious. Yeah. He is absolutely hilarious. Just, like, having someone... Like if you know what's funny, if he came, if he was like out and didn't really lie about anything, it was like, yeah, I was a drag queen and like I'm gay, but I'm conservative. I want to make some money. I'd be like, that's my guy. Yeah, that's my guy. He doesn't give a shit. He's piece of shit, but he's honest about it. That's my fucking guy. But like, how many lies? Are you? But he's like stealing dogs and has multiple identities. <laughs> like, what the fuck's going Dude, on? His like ex boyfriend from his college years was like, yeah, man. He stole my Burberry scarf. I saw him wearing it at one of his speeches. <laughs> he told me he didn't steal it. And that's newsworthy. Yeah. Like one of, like I remember one of the interviews with like a college roommate. He's like, I like his name was you know, something at the time. Like it didn't Armin Tamzarian. Yeah. <laughs> Armin Tamzarian. <laughs> oh, that's a Simpsons joke yeah, for yeah. Uh, the small corner for people. Rusty Shackle for yeah. <laughs> Like every time I see an article about a dude, it's ridiculous. And he's just still there, like just smiling, his little smile with his little glasses on. Bro, and like I love his, uh, and I can't get enough of his interviews because even mm-hmm. the softballs, he like freaks out. They're like, hey, what do, what do you say to people that say like, you know, you're lying and the money that you donated to your campaign isn't really your money? How dare you? How dare you? Like this is the, this is the mainstream media attacking me. Yeah. Attacking me, Armin. Ta- I'm sorry, George Santos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my, the the crazy the the super transparent thing about this whole situation with him is, you see the right just showing their ass. Like they're like, yeah, that's our guy. Like, yeah, you know, well, yeah, he won. They're, like, so. they're like, oh yeah, he was duly elected by his people. That's that's the that's his districts. That if they don't want him out in two years, they can oust him. Like, no. He lied to everyone. That's the whole point. <laughs> That's not who they voted for. They voted for a completely different dude. They this 
picture of a man that this motherfucker painted, if I say, hey, my name is Armin Tanzarian, mm-hmm. the third, all right, I was born white and now I am black because of a skin disease that I have and my entire family was killed in 9-11 and I fought in Vietnam. <laughs> I forgot about But because of my cancer that I had that turned me black, I don't age. I am actually 91. And people are like, I'm going to vote for that guy. And then I came, I'm like, thank you for voting for me. Hey, everything I said was kind of bullshit. Can't say, I can't blame the voters. No. Can't blame the voters on that shit. Jesus Christ. But at I'll least. have you know, my mom was in that tower. <laughs> at some point. Yeah. I'm, at some point. That's all I said. Is Excuse that she me. My the- mom is calling me now. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was Jew ish oh yeah that's that was what one I of said. his explanations yeah i said i was jewish not as in like jewish jewish there's a there difference. was a, a silent hyphen that's the that's the same logic vanilla ice used on mtv a little, a little ding it's a little extra ding that little extra ding that is that's george santos new name it's you know a what little ding this is completely off topic but i think he just realized a big hole in society kids today's these kids today they don't have behind the music that's a huge part of what's lacking. It is. And like, they wear the t-shirts, but there's no Nirvana behind the music. Mm-mm. That's what they, they need. They need the knowledge of that little ding, that they little need, ching. They need, they, they need to find out what's going on so they can develop a, a, an actual appreciation and respect and find out who they're actually listening to. Yeah. Like, they need to have one of the guitarists of Def Leppard saying, we gave him the Spanish Ocha elbow <laughs> stuck in their head for the last... 30 years that's what they're missing in their lives oh man they got to come out with all those they like remastered i'd i would if there was like one of those channels that just has it on all the time i yeah. would it be it fuck yeah yeah like, oh yeah phil collins behind the music <laughs> fuck yeah here we go there you got it you get out of genesis there phil Do your own thing <laughs> that's how we that's how i appeal to my audience i'm talking about def leopard and phil collins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you, you want to come here to listen to shit about little nas x or Nicki Minaj, who's, no. who's popular? Or the Yachty, the little Yachty. Uh, all the little Yachty. All the little. All none the littles. Of, none of them are here. All, all the littles. You're, you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. Jesus. I am excited about all the movies that are coming out. Uh, yeah, in the next big announcements. Months. Big announcements. I, re- I told you, we said this before, that at some point it's just going to be Marvel movies and DC movies. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's going to be just that's and it. And then like the weird A24 horror movies that come out. Oh, fuck yeah, that's it. I I mean, sh- I think I just told on myself like what movies I watch exclusively. Yeah, what a <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Literally. the <laughs> If it's if it doesn't have a superhero or screened at <laughs> South by Southwest, Ben, it ain't watching it. Uh-uh. In the middle, <laughs> you go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very embarrassing moment. Uh, Shannon and I were looking for a movie to watch. And, you know, we just, same thing we always do. Like, hey, let's look for a movie. Then we watch, like, 13 trailers and go to bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know yeah, everybody knows that game. One of the trailers we watched, and it was like, I want to watch The Whale. And I'm like, ugh, I don't feel like being bummed out. Like, this yeah. doesn't seem something that's interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, that Darren Aronofsky knows how to make a bummer movie. Yeah, I was like, whatever. So we're watching the trailer, and I'm chilling there. And I'm looking at, you know, <laughs> Brendan Fraser in a fat suit, mm-hmm. the fucking comb over, just looking unhealthy. And this was not my fault I know Shannon will listen to this and fucking call me out, but this was not my fault. It was a bad edit in the trailer. But at one point, he's just, it's like supposed to be this uplifting scene and they're going from cut to cut. And then you just see him like jiggling on his chair, yelling like, 
Shannon's like visibly moved by this, like (laughs) holding her chest, like eyes open. And I'm like biting on my fist, trying not to laugh. And Shannon looks at me and gives like one of those pearl clutching (gasps) Obi. And I start bursting out laughing out of it. I was so embarrassed that she saw me like cracking up during this trailer. She started laughing and she's like, you have no soul. (laughs) Thank God you didn't see in the theaters too. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) They wouldn't turn the lights on. She she said I ruined the movie for her. We haven't even seen it yet. She's like, now I can't watch it because I'm just going to see your stupid face laughing. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. So like, I'm literally going to pop a Xanax, like (laughs) pop on the way. I'm be like, yeah, let's watch this movie. (laughs) I promise I won't notice the jiggles this time. My bad, my bad. But um, yes, there's there's been a lot to going on. I want to turn to some more serious things, like um, this earthquake in Turkey. That's oh my god, it looks awful. I I think I saw something about forty six thousand people, and I'm like, this has to be one of those wild numbers the media just throws out, yeah, before they get an accurate count. But they're still pulling bodies. They're still pulling live bodies that have been trapped for weeks yeah i um that's one of the facts that i learned about this is that like your body can like you you always say your body can go without water so many days that's because you're like moving around like people trap because you're consuming less and less that you you know can last longer just the fact that you're not moving which is fucking horrifying that's imagine the psychological toll of just being stuck under rocks you cannot move you cannot get out and you're there for nine ten days i don't want to i uh it's i usually try to like look in the face of disasters and this is one that i really like i didn't want to i I, it's horrifying i don't want to think about it at all i can't believe it and And it's it's i mean i don't want to cut you off but like it's mainly because like it's an infrastructural thing oh yeah they were not prepared at all to deal with something like this they were not prepared at all to protect people from something like this there was no plan and like say what you want about you know tyrannical and dictatorship uh and like these fucking these these like these fucking dictators basically but in some situations this is the reason this is not like that type of leadership is not okay because there's literally no plan if shit hits the fucking fan no you have like a zero in your leader yeah like they they just care about money and power Mm -hmm. and like they're not worried about giant floods and crazy weather and fucking uh earthquakes they're not worried about that at all that doesn't even cross their fucking mind no like having vol like all of this is volunteers like he's literally sitting in his fucking palace like we gotta unite put on those hats get to work check in with me later like <laughs> no plan like he's gotten and they like these places have nowhere to reach out to no like they isolate yourself from the world so you have like hey you can't go to can't go to the g5 and be like yo need some help they're like who the fuck are you mm. I remember you. You were the motherfucker that said, stay the fuck out of our country. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Deal. It's it's a real fuck situation. And, you know, speaking of inf- infrastructure fucking situations, like here in the U.S. Oh, my God. There's like the tra- multiple train derailments, like Ohio. chemical plants on fire. Ohio is in fucking trouble. And this witnessing the cover up in real time is disgusting. Yeah. Seeing and the reporter getting thrown in jail, like for no, for why for no reason in fucking america um uh like firefighters like yo this this sign says not uh not hazardous but clearly i'm in a hazmat suit yeah (laughs) 
Like, I, it's... And, like, you know, it's a both sides thing. I know that a lot of people are trying to point out it's been a red state for a very long time. You know, Sleepy Joe just nixed the fucking union break strike that was about union workers going overtime, underpaid... Safety regulations, Safety, all of those things, and old in old Joe Biden, our our Democratic president, was like, "Hey guys, you're not allowed. Let's to just strike. be cool. You're not allowed to strike. Get back to work. We need this. I need this. So fuck no, you." Our, the U.S. infrastructure is fucked because politics are more important than. Uh, those things. Then safety, uh, like like the whole reason we have an infrastructure is because of politics. Because the politicians were like, "This is a good idea. I don't give a fuck if you're going to stop me or not. We're going to make it the highways. We're going to make infra. You know, we're going to make uh, got to make this shit freeways. Safe. We're going to make all those things. Like that's what that, it's a big ass country with a lot of space to cover." And a lot of that shit hasn't been updated since they made them in the 50s and the 40s and the 30s. And that's the thing that's wild to me is that trains should not derail. It's 2023. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yo, China is sending motherfucking balloons that can't be tracked over our country. Trains can at least stay on the fucking railroad. Yeah, we can't, we can't, you know, uh, not do one or two bombers and maybe fix all the railroads in our fucking country. Maybe Jesus. that's an idea. Yeah, why are we building a new submarine? Fuck that. Save that for 2050. Yeah, how about we get chemicals across the country safely and not kill our, our civilians? That would be nice. I don't think that's, I don't think that's hard. No, but I don't think that's too much to ask. It is. It is in this country, which is fucking sad. Ugh. Can't wait till I just sleepy fucking Joe. Great nickname. I'll give that to Trump. Yeah. Is, he makes a nickname. He gives, you know. Did you, uh, did you, I don't know if you saw this uh, clip, but um, somebody leaked that Trump was working on a new name for Ron DeSantis, which is Meatball Ron. <laughs> but he got on Truth and was like, I'm not trying to circle name names for Ron Sanctimonious, and I'm like, <laughs> first meatball, of all. Meatball Ron's way better. Meatball Ron. Ron I, if, if Trump came out there, Meatball Ron is coming out here, I'll be like, this dude is the goat. He does have a head like a meatball. <laughs> yeah, he's This guy's the motherfucking goat. Meatball Ron would take the fuck off. Yeah. Meatball Ron. It literally, he would not get elected if they if, if literally everyone if, was just calling him Meatball yeah, Ron. If, if any, everybody on the in the country was like, oh, yeah, you hear about Meatball Ron? That'd be it. President Meatball. President fucking Meatball. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to ban AP classes altogether because one course was acknowledges that fucking people were using machines for a few hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Fuck, asshole. Fucking Meatball Ron is like, meatball they don't Ron. talk enough about meatballs in black studies. Yeah. Ban it. <laughs> Us no. meatballs need to be represented. Guess what, calculus? Fuck off. <laughs> Calculus just sitting in the corner. I'm just trying to be teach, trying to be taught over here. Talk about courses we don't need, man. Yeah. Fucking a. Turn geometry into an AP fucking course for college. Like I would rather people learn about American history in its true form than take fucking proofs. Yeah, I've so never used a goddamn I, proof in my life. Guarantee if, if more people knew about real history and uh, less about trigonometry, we'd probably be a better country. Dude, the fact that I couldn't get a college credit because I opted, I took math, I took uh, math B my senior year, which mm -hmm. was, uh, uh, it was like integration into true algebra. So it's like all word problems, you mm -hmm. know, like that's all it was. It was learning to take math out of paragraphs, basically. Like if somebody gives you something, how can, and that, course was actually super helpful but i was like a lower grade math like mm -hmm. i had to take trig or calculus and in my head i ain't gonna be a fucking architect there's never gonna be a situation where i'm gonna need this like yeah. ever in my trajectory so i don't i don't fucking need it but 
the fact that science and history and fucking basic English wasn't a factor. It was, like, come on, man. What are we doing here? Yeah. What the fuck are we doing here? It's, I, it's like, you know. It's like I had a Blackberry at that fucking point. <laughs> like, <laughs> you couldn't sit there and tell me. I needed this. I'm like, yo, my Blackberry can handle this in like two to three minutes, but I can handle it. <laughs> it's got to talk to Canada first. I can ask Jeeves this right now. And that's OB dating himself 101. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's smart to have all the buttons with all the letters. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you ever, uh, We've talked about before. You remember T9? Uh, yeah. T9 yeah. texting. Mm-hmm. Ah, shit. Cut. Some of that T nine texting, yeah, not no that no look texting. Oh yeah, I was just, I was one, fucking two, one two three fire one, two, fire one two three fire one, two three. Like how'd you do that? I'm a G. <laughs> That's how I did it. I can't use a keyboard, but I can fuck around on some T nine. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to get good at the swipe texting. By the way, oh, have you have you fucked around with swipe texting? No, we're gonna do a little it's demonstration. A fat, thumb, uh, fat thumb hack. Yeah, it's a it's a fat thumb hack. Like, I'll dig it. I, I I'll show you, and it's it's gonna change your life. Oh, I'm into it. I'll, it'll change your life, um, but yeah, man. I wanted to. Uh, I want to take a break real quick now that we've caught up, and I want to come back. Uh, let's get more into our our first episode of All season right. four of Papa Don't Preach. We'll be right back, y'all. And we're back. Thanks for that quick little break, everyone. We are back. Uh, so with this new year, we all got, quote, new me energy, end mm-hmm. quote. Uh, but our kids, some of us, we go into these new years, like these goals that we want to hit with our children, uh, extracurricular activities we want to put them in, new habits we want to develop. And I, I want to talk about how difficult that can be because – even though we're fed this idea, new year, time to revitalize, it's it's the same day, same shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things that were pushed on us when we were little are now going to cost us extra, like hundreds of dollars a week, thousands of dollars a month just to get our children into, you know, uh, team-based activities, new uh, cultural activities, things that aren't just fed through a pipeline and it's it's rough. Uh, it's really really rough. I know personally. I want to get the bozo into sports, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at sports leagues and things around us. And I'm just trying to think like how are parents supposed to do? Like most parents are working six days a week. Yeah. How am I supposed to get my kid to a soccer game at eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday across town for three hundred dollars a week? <laughs> It like it's it's really difficult. Uh, we uh, tried to do well, we did uh, like we did swimming lessons with Nevea, who was one of our uh, foster kids we had for a year, and those went pretty super, you know pretty well. We were doing it on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was it. We we're doing it on the weekends, and <laughs> then we tried to do swimming lessons again with Miles, and it was it just didn't work. Like the time we didn't work, we'd get there, he wouldn't be into it, he'd feel shy, and then it's like a thirty minute session, you know, like two, you know, an hour and a half of work to get there. For you know, twenty five minute uh, thing, it's like I don't know if this is gonna work out for us, bud. 
It's really, it's really hard. I got the bozo and piano lessons and you know, it's affordable, but to make it affordable, this woman who's running it, uh, blue, a blue violin class. It's amazing. She has violin classes, uh, guitar classes, piano classes, she teaches on zoom, but she's struggling. Yeah. She's struggling to keep the doors open. Like the one place she found like is having construction. So now we're using this like fancy ass house up mm. in the Hills. That's a friend of hers, but it's just like some of the parents, like we sit there and these parents are just like, this is too far. Yeah. Like, I can't, how the hell am I supposed to get from work to the West side at four o'clock in the afternoon? That's the thing is like living in LA, like you could toss an hour on just for driving each day. Just, like, it's, it's, it's wild. That we were talking about like what would be different. Like I need like three or four more hours in a day. Like that would be a, a lot 30 really hour, helpful. 30 hour day would be helpful. The government should do something about that. Yeah. Like move earth like a little further away from the sun. Is that how that works or closer? It doesn't even fucking matter. We can make up our own shit. It doesn't even true. fucking matter. <laughs> Keep your eyes open, kid. Fucking Bush changed <laughs> daylight savings. It's one and a half o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care if sun rises at 430 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Fucking give me some more hours in the fucking day. That's all I fucking need. I don't care if I go to work and it's daylight and then I leave I, at lunchtime, it's nighttime. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I leave work at daylight again. I don't care. Give me more hours in the day. What? I need Monday, Mund B. Yeah. Well, Mund C some weeks. <laughs> yeah. That would be fucking helpful. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to make sure. Like I, I, I make some more time to do some home curricular activities. Like thank God Ozo's mom is like a struggling artist <laughs> and can like get him to paint and everything. Cause I'm trying to like, okay, it's Saturday morning. I got six hours where I'm not doing shit. Mm -hmm. Let's put out the plastic. Let's get some paper. Like we're doing a paint. We're doing a paint. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. We're going to stimulate the brain. We're going to get all these colors in here. Let's do it. Cause it's, it's, it's fucking hard. It is like one of, you know, Traffic is one thing in LA, but a great thing about living in the city is there's so many things to do. Like little today, Miles is like, I want to go to the beach. Like he just wants to go around and kick some sand and run away from the waves. Like, Fuck yeah, that's something to do. You know, like there's so many parks here. We uh, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but we got like a jungle gym, not a jungle gym, but like well, you a were, playground. You were telling me that you swing, built a swing climbing thing. Yeah, uh, and, and you and Natalie did not get a divorce. That's true. We made it through. <laughs> that's we <laughs> built a, built this structure. It has not fallen down yet either, which is another hey plus two months in still standing. <laughs> but they you know they love doing climbing and slide and stuff like that. But the organized things it is tough right now. Like we uh, Nat's been really good about making friends in the neighborhood through like uh, Facebook groups or anything like that. So we do, like, you know, people come over and play. We go to their house. We do chalk. We'll do whatever, you know, like little art projects. Like, those are, you know, those are helpful to – the thing is just you got to burn the energy out of these dudes. Like, that's what, you, that's what the goal is, is, like, get them something to do so they don't uh, just scream and throw pillows all day. Dude, I'm honestly, these mommy and daddy groups on Facebook, I see friends that have them. I know that Nat has them. I really think that's, like, the new thing that most pe more people need to take advantage of. Because I see how much help uh, that you can get within your community. And yeah. and it's nice because everyone's in the neighborhood. Like, we're literally just walk to each other's houses um, as opposed to driving an hour to a swim class that we're there for 25 minutes, maybe, if, I, if it I've doesn't always, freak out. I've always been worried about how many weirdos you got run in. Because, like, on a daily basis, every other person I meet is a weirdo. We got lucky, dude. Like, most, like I don't think there's anyone that I would feel uncomfortable hanging out with. They're all, <laughs> all they're, they're all, they're all. The perfect fine, predator. Fine to cool, which perfect is great. Perfect predator. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the like, perfect what, predator. 
No, it's been uh, it's it's been really nice. Like it has it's uh, going over and you know hanging out like New Year's Eve. We hung out at one of our friends' houses there for a little bit, uh, and just seeing the kids run around with other kids. It's really sweet. Mm. All right. So one of the things I want to see if we can do is is there any room to create your own? Like we have no time. Mm-hmm. But I do remember growing up that some of the parents that I were around, they were run by family members and uncles and friends. Like, you know, our Boy Scout troop, it was my best friend's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the soccer team had, uh, you know, this girl's dad that was on it that had the whole league together. Like Blue Eagle Raptors, I grew up. My best friend Seth, his dad was, like, running both teams. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I'm wondering, like, have you ever looked into, like, doing something like that? Like, I know you need six more hours in the day, but... <laughs> Have you ever looked into anything like that? Uh, no, but I honestly I could see us both doing that. Yeah, both either Natalie or me being a, a, a leader of some kind. Yeah, my uh, friend Guile, his dad was our Cub Scout leader. Oh, see, back in the day, you had, you had a friend named Guile. No, Kyle. Oh, not I, was Kyle. Like, I was like, although we Lieutenant did play, Guile was your friend. <laughs> we'd uh, play. We'd uh, the meetings were at his grandmother's house because she had like a big back patio. Anyway, they also had a Super Nintendo. We played Mortal Kombat. Like, fuck <laughs> like yeah, Cub Scout meetings, then Mortal Kombat until I got picked up. Oh man. I so like I'm wondering if that would be something that some parents will be into is like gaming 101. Yeah, you know, like just pull the kids over. You guys are playing a game. We're going to play some learning games. You'll learn how to use your hands, some hand-eye coordination, have some fun, learn how to share when your turn's over, learn mm-hmm. how to deal with defeat. Like I I honestly think that would be a fucking cool thing. It's easy to run, but like everybody's going to play video games at some point. Yeah. But it sounds crazy. But for kids these days, there's actually an opportunity to make a career out of that. Yeah, and yeah. it's that, weird, but yes. It's weird, but it's weird to say, but there actually is a way to make a career out of that, whether you're developing, testing, uh, promoting. like, I mean, if you're good enough, like an eSports player, like you're you, like a professional athlete you can level be, of pay. You can be an eSports athlete. Even lower-level eSports athletes, people who are going to tournaments and not winning, are pulling down 80 to uh 90k a year just off that and that's mm. not bad no nah, nah. that's not bad it's no trigonometry in involved LA. it sucks in la but it's everywhere <laughs> else every it's something you can do anywhere mm-hmm. so if you're like i can do this fucking move to texas fucking get a seven-story house <laughs> <laughs> like make that money but yeah it's uh, it, that's one of the things i'm like i'm wondering if that's ever crossed your mind of doing and what would be let's say I gave you six more hours in a day and I mm-hmm. gave you like some seed money, maybe yeah. like an extra 200 K just like, here you go. Like, do you know what you would do like with that uh, as far as creating extracurricular activities for kids in the neighborhood? Like what would be your go-to? Like if I was the one designing it? Yeah. If you're like, I'm, I'm going to start doing this. Like, have you ever thought like if it would be a cooking class, if it would be uh, an, a, a sports team or like, I think cooking would be the easiest thing that I could help demonstrate and we we do that with lean right into that yeah Uh, we try to do that with miles a bunch he's always curious and always wants to help so he's like cutting stuff up or stirring stuff or cracking you know trying to crack eggs yeah i mean like smashing the fuck out of eggs i i realize uh when when the bozo was really into helping us cook that'd Mm -hmm. be like a cool thing to do because like making cookies or a fruit salad or cake you know, you don't need anything sharp. You can even use ceramic knives or no, something like that. we have these little plastic uh, serrated knives for they make, cut fruit with. and making Like making dumplings, like yeah. teaching them how to make dumplings, and you cook them and be like, this is how I'm cooking them. They just sit there, and they're waiting, and, like, you have to put them in the steam bowl, safety first, and ga- goggles. Like, that would be a dope class. Yeah. No, it is Once fun. a week. 
I'm thinking we should look into that. You yeah. just you and me get like five five or six kids in a neighborhood, a cooking class. It's what they cover the groceries in our time. Like mm-hmm. I happen uh, to know a, a, a national television show, a cooking show that has extra equipment I'm able to mm-hmm. pilfer from. I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I will be there for the finale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Ben and I work together for oh, the first yeah. time in a while. That was cool. That I, was cool. And I it was a big surprise. I completely forgot you worked on this show, and I just yeah. like saw you. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing in my room? <laughs> Come on in. You showed me my picture still up behind the you door. Have a couple, you have a couple pictures of that set. That's hiding. That's so funny. I, they'll never forget me, and they're still there. I'm so surprised. But that was a nice brush of fresh air to, uh, fresh air to see you. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's, not, it's nice when you know the crafty dude on set um, because – you know, he showed me where like the big the big chip bags were. Like, yeah, not those fucking ninety nine cent. Not the ones we give to the you know the, the normies. people in the audience. Yeah. yeah, the normies. I got the the big bags. The big bags <laughs> had like kettle, eight or nine kettle chips. cooked. Oh yeah, I got hooked up. I got hooked mm-hmm. up on that show. Usually, when you walk into a craft service room or table, what you see is what you get. That's it. But when you go when you go when you go back a long ways with the uh, the manager, mm-hmm. uh, whoo. He takes you into the back room. Oh, we got, got some, some off the menu items. Oh, yeah. God damn, some Dunkaroos, <laughs> that kettle cooked chip, fucking, you got the skinny, the little cans of the ginger ale and Sprite, not the big ones that you can't finish. You got the pocket size yeah. ones. No, there's like, kids, the show we're talking about, we've been doing it for a long time. Uh, so there's like individual crew members. It's like, there's literally like, there's apple juice we get for three people, like, just because <laughs> that's their apple juice. Yeah. Like, and they're not executives either. They're just like dudes that we like. <laughs> It's like that's I, I there's like critical life skills that we can learn. And I really wish there was like, you know, a lifestyle class for kids like mm-hmm. um, I always thought there should be like some type of sexual education class that kids take away from the school that the parents approve of. Like you like someone will teach this class, whether it's a doctor or somebody that we trust, you get like 10 or 15 kids from the neighborhood in there. And you, like at 10 or 11, you're just like, all right, your body's going to be changing. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to know. This is how you treat your body. This is the, the respect you demand. Boys, this is how you treat girls. Girls, this is how you treat boys. This is what safe communication is. This is what uh, consent means. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how you protect yourself. It's okay to say no. It's okay to voice your feelings. You know, like don't be embarrassed about anything. I, those Having to learn by life experience is rough. Yeah. That's literally why we end up with so many fucking psycho incels right now. <laughs> that like they're like, my dad told me if I wanted the pussy, I can take it. That's not how it is. Ah, I'm involuntary settlement. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not the way life should be. But like, I wish there were more things like that around for kids. And I would say that that would be my mind. Like the cooking one, I think we should fucking definitely look into something like that. Yeah. Just like Five or six kids, what a hundred bucks a month, a mm-hmm. uh, hundred bucks a month for all the kids that will cover our food, will cover our time, and you know we're like, hey, this week we're making cookies. Oh, this next week we're making a pizza. Can we let the dough rise? Show them how to do it. This week we're making spaghetti, yeah, and like yeah. all this stuff. Just teach these kids how to work a stove, how to clean up after themselves, and like that would be fucking amazing. Like, yeah, we should. Definitely looking at that, but like lifestyle, definitely. Like I, 
I remember I told you uh, Investments 101, a class that my football coach made me take in high school was one of the best class. Like, I hated this dude. I thought he was a <laughs> jackass. But it until I was in that class, I didn't realize how much more like this these 30 football players knew about balancing a checkbook, mm-hmm. how to check your credit, how to get a phone bill, how to pay for a car, how to open up a savings account, what a Roth IRA was, yeah. how the fucking stock market worked, what uh you know CDs were, like what's the best investment plan? Like, you know, he made us rich uh read Rich Dad Poor Dad and then we like <laughs> discuss it in the class and like theories about you know, like the guy was, he was like, oh yeah, if you want to make it big, tell your parents that you want to invest in a property. Tell your parents that to go to Vegas and buy you a house, just go to Vegas, buy yourself a house, tell your parents to put it in your name and rent it out. That, <laughs> that's your retirement plan right there. It's like, he, he literally went down is like, at like $2,200 a month. That house is sitting there. Your parents are taking care of it. Let's say you hire somebody to manage it. And he like, went down a five-year plan of like, oh, pipe broke. Oh, heater doesn't work. Oh, new regulations for your roof just came in. And he's like, through all these expenses that you'll have to pay, after five years, you have $100,000 in the bank. And I'm like, this guy's a genius. <laughs> this guy's a genius. <laughs> yeah. That was not an option at my Catholic high school. Ah, fucking religious, religious studies. Man, what our kids are being... Like it's very scary to see what we have looking down a pipeline for education for our children. Like I'm hoping it doesn't come here. Yeah. But I like how much is on us as parents for uh, what we teach our kids at school? Like how much do you think we're going to have to over teach or correct some certain curriculums that come home for our kids? Um, being in California, I don't think we're going to have to confront it as much as other states, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, it's going to be, I don't know, the whole approach to homework and stuff like that. I remember dreading it as a kid. Um, and I don't want to be that kind of, I want to be, like, helpful and not, like, <laughs> it's not going to be a punishment once you get home, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll be able to hide my emotions. I think my kid's going to come home with homework, and we're both going to be like, ugh, all right, let's do it. <laughs> you know, we'll be sitting there at the dinner table, and I'm like, all right, hand me that one. Let's do this one together. All right, cool. Let me go take a shit for 50 minutes with my phone and iPad. <laughs> I'll be back, and let me know, see how this is. <laughs> um, but I, I'm worried because... I know that my mom, who was not very versed in black history, just what she heard working in the black community as an immigrant, mm-hmm. an African immigrant, when I would come home and, you know, my aunt or her uncle or her coworker would have to correct something my brother and I were talking about and be like, uh-uh, yeah. it did not happen that way. Because like, we were talking about Martin Luther King getting assassinated and how it was sad and if they remember it. And they're like, yeah, that the FBI killed Martin Luther King. I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, the FBI did. And like, I'm like, all right, here comes the crazy conspiracy theories. And then I was taught in the middle of high school about why we have assault rifles bans in California mm-hmm. and about the Black Panther march on the Capitol in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nobody should own guns, especially not the blacks. Yeah. Like it, this whole like there's things that we just didn't learn in school and sometimes they hide behind, oh, that's a conspiracy theory when it's really not a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, CRT, critical race theory, that's something you have to take. Just moving any discussion about race into the curriculum of CRT, 
Like, oh, yeah, you can't talk about gay rights. That's CRT. You can't talk about slavery. That's CRT. You can't talk about Jim Crow laws. That's CRT. That's not the truth. It's fucking history. It's like, fucking history. Yeah. Like, for a long, very, very fucking long time in this country and around the world, like, people thought you were less than uh, because they color your skin the way you were born. And the thing is, like, you know, obviously you're not. Like, but even yeah. parts of the fucking country, like, I remember watching a doc, I think maybe the jazz documentary, like, uh, black Creoles in New Orleans and ever Jim Crow, like rich, affluent black Creoles and mm -hmm. you know, in New Orleans and the Jim Crow laws passed. They're like, Oh no, no, you're just black now. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 uh, no, I'm not like uh, hello Creole over here. Like, Oh no, no, no. You're just black. Like, Dude, yeah, like it, that kind of history does not get taught. We like black history month. was the only time I ever heard about peanut butter being invented by a black man or mm -hmm. about how, uh, Bill Russell wouldn't go to, uh, like, protested a game because of the way he was treated at Bo in Boston. Like, I'm not taking the court. Yeah. It's like, we should not be supporting this town or this team. Like, having getting denied, the most famous basketball player at that time, getting denied staying in a hotel because he was black. I, it's, there was things that I learned for, you could say 28 days, but it was really only, five, it was like 15 days yeah. out of, the entire school year, I got 15 days to learn about my fucking history as an American. I was born here. Mm -hmm. And to find out that there's two different history plans, it was yeah. kind of. And, you know, like, that's America. Hey, ain't that America, baby? That's the most American like, thing. You know, not to turn, turn away. Like, atrocities are Americans' bread and butter. Like, we don't like to talk about them. Like, World War II. Like you don't, you're not going to learn about Japanese internment camps. I'm guessing you're not going to no. learn about Project Paperclip, which is one of those crazy fucking. What's Project Paperclip? Oh no, you don't know. Oh no, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry about to tell you this. Oh god. Uh, so after World War II, and this is one of those like crazy conspiracy theories that's verified, like un, you know, this isn't like the, the government testing on the on black people, is it? No, no, it's different. That's another atrocity that our government did. That's public record. Uh, Project Paperclip was after World War II. The the British and the Russians and the U.S. We're all like, well, fuck, there's all this rocket technology that the Germans left us. Uh, so they, we need we need it. And we need, you know, so we need. So they started, all the countries started taking the records. And scientists, like Nazi scientists, were being immigrated into countries, the U.S. Uh, being the, the most prominent one of that. Yeah. So the reason we got to the moon is because a bunch of Nazi scientists in Huntsville, Alabama, used the same technology that killed countless Union soldiers. Not Union, but, you know, um, just fucking allied soldiers. allied soldiers during World War II. The same technology helped us get to the moon first because we had their scientists. Yay. Yay. Project Paperclip. Yeah. Fantastic. And they call it Project Paperclip because they would put new information over their old information uh, in their files with a paperclip. Cool. There's paperclip over there. All, you were a Nazi. Congratulations. Now you're just a rocket scientist. Cool. See you in Huntsville. Cool. So that's cool, that's cool, our cool. country. You know, that's what we do because that's, you know, we don't want to talk about it. I remember. But that's how we got to the fucking moon because, you know, because Werner Braun and the rocket technology that killed Allied soldiers got us to the moon. I I, I do remember um, we had a teacher named Godburn who made us watch a speech uh, from uh, George Takei uh, Take mm -hmm. about Japanese internment camps. Yeah. And we learned about this whole thing because it was in our history books, but mm -hmm. it was just like a blip. Yeah, like this happened. It sucked, but mm. we did it because like it more justifies why they were there. Yeah, than it does say like yeah we took American citizens and locked them up out of fear and it was atrocious and we hope we don't repeat it. It was we got bombed, so we locked up all the guilty people and then we figured it out. Yeah, we figured out the rest. 
But we had to watch that. I remember we had another teacher, I forgot her name, that taught us about the Armenian genocide. Mm-hmm. She like brought in pe- survivors. It was a weak thing that she did, and it was voluntary. So she would just shut down her classroom, and you would wa- you'd have to walk in at lunch mm-hmm. to take a class. Just And it wasn't like there was no tests. Yeah. There was no studies. It was like, this is what happened. Here's a video that covers it. Here's a survivor. Here's the outcome. Here's the legacy of it. Here's the cover-up. And it was... That that's what it was, and it was like holy shit, I didn't know that, and you know they, these were people going the extra mile, yeah. Because our history doesn't teach any of that shit, and you know, not to sound too Kanye, but I didn't read anything that talked about the movie that inspired Twelve Years a Slave. I didn't read Uncle Tom's Cabin. We watched a video about a movie about Uncle Tom's Cabin, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like you know, it had this sweet ending where it, you know he goes to heaven. Uh, they took roots out of the curriculum because they said it was too brutal uh, to show kids. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we had a whole month dedicated to the Holocaust where we took turns reading the diary of Anne Frank. We had, we went to the Holocaust museum. We went to the museum of tolerance. We never went to the African American history museum. Never went there. Didn't know it exist. And I lived down the street from it. (laughs) You know, I, I, just walk into the science center one day with my mom. Like, what's that? She's like, oh, we should pop in there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, um, but there is a, there is enough power in our educational system where Jewish people say that this is something we need to learn. So we don't go through it again. No pushback. When African Americans, Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans, indigenous Americans talk about curriculums that need to be put in, to understand why these people need help because of systematic racism, uh, because of infrastructural racism, like for representation mattering, like this this matters. Like gay Americans, les- like the whole LGBTQI community. I had to that's a question mark over the eye, but it's not intended. Um, you see, anybody see the pun? Okay, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> there's a reason that they want this in schools, and we need to have it in schools. But there's just major pushback to have it. Like a gay, if you have a gay teacher, I had a gay teacher, Mister, uh, and I never understood why he had to stay in the closet. And we all knew he was gay, mm-hmm. but we couldn't talk about it. Yeah. But we understand now because if parents found out there was a openly gay teacher, they would call him a groomer. They they probably lose he'd probably lose his job, and that's built off pure ignorance. When I was in high school, gays weren't allowed to get married. That and like so to think about how close that is to our history, like it's like that was 10, 10 15 years ago. Like it, it wasn't just like down the. It wasn't like a yeah. hundred years ago, you know. Like and it's they're still fighting for rights, but yeah, it, I I wish though like these are some of the things I think I'm gonna have to tell my kid growing up. Like, and I'm gonna. I, it's not like I'm gonna create a curriculum, but I'm gonna get prompted. He's gonna come home, say some bullshit. And I'll be like, all right, sit down. Let's talk. I don't think I have to do that, but I'm glad that I'm on the right side of history, I assume. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that um, just by the nature of where we, the world we live in, you're going to have to talk to our kids about more things than they're going to get at school. Yeah, it sucks. Do you know that March is Women's History Month? I did not. Yeah, so March is Women's History Month. And that did not exist. At least I didn't know it existed when I was in school. Because it's not like we learned about things that women can do. The only thing I knew women can do was Amelia Earhart uh, 
and I found out about Harriet Tubman and Rosa Parks, mm -hmm. those are like the women I knew that did something. And if you look at our history books, like if you kind of comb through your brain, like who are the people you know that are female that were impacted our country? There's like Helen Keller and Amelia Earhart. That's it. <laughs> Like that's that's those are the only like major stories we got into like In not school to, yeah yeah like <laughs> like Helen Keller like look at this perfect woman she couldn't see she couldn't talk <laughs> like <laughs> what a pioneer <laughs> like, it sucks but like it's kind of crazy that those are the only women that we were taught that had any impact in our history. Mm -hmm. We learned about all the other slave fucking owners. We learned about all the fucking pedophiles, but we don't learn about any other fucking women. It's nuts. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. I think we should do a test right now. I think I'm going to test you right now. Okay. All right. Um, do you know who the first female astronaut was? Uh, no. Do you know who the first female doctor in America was? I do not. Do you know what year, what year women were allowed to vote in America? Is it uh, 1919? 1919? I don't know. Is that your final answer? It is. Okay. Do you remember the first female general under the U.S. Army we've ever had? I do not. Do you remember the first elected female into the U.S. Congress? Uh, no. Do you know uh, the first female governor we've had in the United States? I can make a guess, but I don't, I don't know. Do you know what year it was? Probably the 80s. Okay. So... I want to let everyone know that these are just questions that I came up with that I don't know. So <laughs> I was trying to find out if Bennett knew. And I wouldn't say that you're sitting on this podcast with a couple of dummies, but, but. men or women doesn't fucking matter unless you, like this is a goal that you have to know. It's kind of scary that we don't know that about our own history. Mm -hmm. It's a little wild. And like, what are little girls supposed to grow up to want to be? They have nothing to strive for if they don't see themselves represented in the success of our country. Yeah. That's the way black people feel. It's the way Hispanic people feel. It's the way, uh, uh, people that are trans, people who are gay, lesbian, whatever, uh, people who are uh, considered the other. If you're not a white man in this fucking country, you're not represented in our history. And it sucks. And if you say that out loud, people are saying that you hate America. Mm-hmm. So like it's gonna be on us to teach our kids that, yeah. And I think that there should. I think circling back, that might be a cool thing that we should get all of our parents' friends into to kind of make sure they're getting that exposure, because the U.S. government's not gonna fucking do it. Mm -hmm. It's fucking wild. It bothers me, Bennett. <laughs> it bothers me. I'm not trying to go off on a tangent. Well, I guess we had to come back next week with some answers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think that will be our top 10. Uh, next week is going to be close to Women's History Month, but we should come up with our top 10 impactful women each. All right. No overlap. Oh, all right. No overlap. Let's do it. All right. So staring down the barrel of Women's History Month, that's our homework. The top 10 women in history, according to Obi and Bennett, two men. <laughs> Nothing yeah. wrong with that, I hope. <laughs> Catch you there. Um, but, hey, I want to take another break. I want to come back with our famous first 2023 Papa's Pulpit. And we'll be right back. So, you guys, stick around. This is Papa Don't Preach.
ladies and gentlemen, you are here. Thank you so much. You've done it. You have done it. You've reached the promised land. You've reached the end of our podcast where we like to do a segment called Papa's Pulpit. For those of you who are new, Papa's Pulpit is a segment where we go into a subject, something that we either really like or something that really grinds our gears that we want to rant about, talk shit about, and go in. So uh, I'm going to take the pulpit and pass it over to my man Bennett real quick to see what he needs to talk about. The floor is yours. Well, we uh, mentioned briefly about uh, election coming up yes. next year. Mm-hmm. Um, how it just seems like it's getting, you know, if, if he survives, knock on wood, uh, old Joe Biden is going to be the nominee, and it's probably going to be Trump again. Because just because, if you know, the thing is, if he, if one's alive and the other one's alive and also not in jail, <laughs> like the other thing is, like how is he not fuck? That's what I should really pissed off. How the how is this fucker not in jail already? Is insane. Fucking hey. But my gut feelings is going to be Biden Trump two election boogaloo all over again, man. And it's fucking infuriating that we can't, we don't have a better option than two geriatric dudes with barely holding on to their sanity. You don't know what's happening every day. Like you have no clue what's happening in America on a, on a fucking daily basis. Oh my god, so true. It's it's sad that we're stuck with that option because it's like one. And the thing is, it's like one is a dude that has who's very old. Very old. He's been doing that in a long time, you know? He's been at it a long time. But also does not offer a whole lot of new good ideas. Or someone who wants us all to die while he makes money off of it. Yeah, fucking wild. It's wild that that's our options. And then, like, he somehow convinced half the country, although I think he's, that's probably only 40% of the country now, not 50% of the country, that, like, He's that he is a cool guy that like wants the best for everyone and he's smart. And the other thing is like how he convince people that he's smart. That he's smart and that he's down to earth. It's insane. It's wild. It's fucking insane. This dude has spent his entire life telling the entire country that he's not a regular person. Yeah. That he's the best thing that's ever happened. That he's got gold toilets and things that you can't do. And that he's the only person that could teach you how to be rich. And now it took one statement. Now he's like, yeah, I'm just like you. Blue yeah. Coll- blue collar, New Yorker. <laughs> Have you, and the thing is, like, this is real petty. Um, Trump's ass bothers me. <laughs> like, the way that there's so much of it. Um, and this is speaking from a guy who has very little ass, so maybe there's envy there. <laughs> ass envy. But, like, it's like 50, 60% of his body is that flat, amorphous ass. No torso. And, that's, and I... Don't trust that in a leader. <laughs> I want a leader that, you know, got some drunk FDR, in the FDR <laughs> withholding can get up and move on a moment's notice. <laughs> if shit goes down, I still think FDR could have got up faster than Trump. Damn. I, 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 that's not a joke. Yeah. I really think he could have got out of his wheelchair faster than Trump can stand up out of a chair. I think a sloth can beat Trump in a foot race. <laughs> I think so. But I'm just sick of eating shit every year, election time, and just like just voting Democrat because literally it's the person like they don't. Hey, I'm not actively trying to kill you. I'm trying to scam you. I'm not actively trying to kill you. Yeah, the other side's like I'm trying to scam you and I'm trying to kill you. I'm gonna grift you, but I'm better than this guy. Yeah, Ugh, it's fucking sickening. Well, anyway, well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate <laughs> it. Getting that off your chest. I'm gonna slide the pulpit over to my my side. I have an equally annoying petty thing to get off my chest. And I kind of want to talk about this uh, movement, and I'm speaking mostly to the uh, hip-hop community, the black community, the culture. Uh, there has been a rise, a very, very big spike in something very new, where hip-hop artists are attaching their names to certain meals at McDonald's. 
and whatever you got, you need to get that. You need to get that paper. I get it. You don't want to turn down half a mil just for doing a commercial. Cool. I think the hip hop community needs to rise above corporate America and corporate greed to help the motherfuckers that are funding their fucking mansions and their Benzes. I'm not saying do more community work. I'm saying that McDonald's has made a career out of compromising the health of impoverished communities and the black community. And as millennials, we understand that our kids need to eat healthier and we understand that junk food is junk food for a reason and they can see a shift in the country. So digging in to find some of the biggest hip hop stars to market a Big Mac meal, calling it the offset Nikki uh, offset and Cardi B double, double meal and the fucking little Uzi vert (laughs) shake and all this shit. I think it's fucking trash. I think it's, I think it's opportunistic and it's fucking trash. And these motherfuckers should be ashamed of themselves. Like just because you're going to eat a double cheeseburger on TV and spit it the fuck out. Cause you're a fucking vegetarian. Now it's, <laughs> it's fucking wild, man. You should practice what you fucking preach. Now, listen, if offset is sitting there eating a big Mac every fucking day, good on you. Don't market that to fucking kids, man. Heart disease is the number one killer of black fucking men in this fucking country. Like systematic racism has compromised our health as a community. And obviously our health as a country doesn't matter what color you are. The reason we are so sick is because of what we eat. And if if we don't talk about it more, it's like we're going to just be in this endless cycle of eating bullshit, getting on every pharmaceutical drug we can, fucking faking that we're going to do something about it in our late 50s when it's too fucking late, dying from some psycho-ass disease that we think we couldn't have seen coming in our 60s, acting like that's fucking old when it's not. It's that's who we are. Like baby boomers are sitting there dropping like flies, not because they're fucking old. It's because they went through one of the most fucking treacherous times in American history. Like you're sitting down sucking down cheese nachos, using lead pens and doing fucking mounds of blow. You're not going to make it out on the (laughs) other side. Like we're seeing these motherfuckers dropping, being like, oh, fuck. Oh, man, this dude died at 62. Maybe we shouldn't put asbestos in everything. Yeah. What the fuck? But I, I, it's just a big fat shame on you to all these fucking hip hop artists that are tying themselves to McDonald's. It's fucking trash. They sell trash food. You guys should be fucking doing better. There shouldn't be fucking McDonald's in every corner in the hood. We should at least have a fresh and easy or a fucking Trader Joe's or Whole Foods that isn't expensive as fuck. Uh, we should put that money back into farmers markets and he- healthy food in our neighborhoods so people learn how to fucking eat healthy. I'm not saying stay the fuck away from McDonald's. Everything is okay in moderation. You want to fucking drink? Good on you. You want to smoke? Good on you. You want to fucking eat a Big Mac? Good on you. Having it available every day, having that as a source of your lifestyle is not fucking chill. It is detrimental to your health and as a community, fucking, uh, it, it's, it's perpetuating bad habits and I fucking hate it. So anyway... That's the end of my pulpit. I'm pulpit. sorry. <laughs> I went in on That's it. That's a good pulpit. I went in on it. But um, so, yeah, we have homework this week, ladies and gentlemen. We were we talking. Some women's history. Some women's history is what we want to do. Um, we're going to come back next week. You guys, thank you so much for coming back. It was a beautiful, amazing break for uh, Papa Don't Preach Season 4. We're off to the races. Um, 
I believe we're going to have a guest next week, but I'll keep that. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'll Mix keep it that, up. Uh, I'll keep Talk that to somebody else besides you. Yeah, I'm sick of looking at your face, too. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, big shout out to Blaine Pierre, our producer. <laughs> Aaron Moss down DNA, do our music. A big fat thank you to my man Bennett, my co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Papa Don't Preach, and we'll see you next week. Beanie Man. Later, y'all.